Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing out there today? How is everything in podcast land at this moment? How's the weather? Okay, is it treating you all right? It's, it's August here in Paris, where I'm recording this, in my pod room. It's August, and it's beautiful weather. It's absolutely wonderful. Blue sky, a few little fluffy clouds, uh, sunshine, sort of 25 degrees. It is perfect. Uh, but I wonder how it is for you wherever you are in, in podcast land at this time. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I'm happy to present to you a conversation with my mum, dad and brother all about old family stories and anecdotes from the past. The episode is called Do You Remember? And that's the title of the activity I chose for this episode. The idea is that we could generate some stories about things that happened in the past, and you can follow along and see if you can pick up some English in the process, or simply enjoy a bit of storytelling on the podcast. So you're going to hear stories of little accidents, moments when James and I got into trouble, learning to drive and failed driving tests, how my parents first met each other, and how my bottom lip was always left trembling at the end of every story. We recorded this in my parents' living room, sitting around after dinner. And if you like, you can imagine that you're there too, listening into the conversation. Not taking part, though. No, for some reason, you're not allowed to speak. You can only just sort of sit there and listen like a weird audience in, in our living room, just lurking in the background, which would be a bit weird. But anyway, if you like, you can imagine that you're there uh, if it helps you to tune into the conversation and follow along more easily. I will now leave you to enjoy this relaxed conversation, follow the stories and little jokes, and I will speak to you again at the end of this episode. But now I will let you join the Thompsons. This is that situation where I ask people to give me a sound test and they whisper into the microphone like okay. this. And then right. during the conversation, they start shouting. <laughs> okay, shall I do it again? Go on. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. That's great. Dad? Mary had a little lamb. The midwife fainted. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Well, I think so. Then again, I don't. I'm not sure I want to think at all. Just mm. go with the flow. Sometimes it's best not to think, isn't it, really? That's right. Don't Stop think, thinking. Don't think too much. It's what people say. Overthink. Don't overthink. Just don't think, generally. 
Um, so my mind, talking of not on. talking of not thinking, James. <laughs> one two one two. Being me, right? One two one two. He does think. He does. Okay, yeah, you're okay, aren't you? Got enough um, cable uh, wine and wine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got enough cable. Yes, but you don't have enough wine. No, I don't want no wine. Just right. had a chock ice. Just a quick reminder. Oh, sorry, you have to hold it up here. Remember, your it's, Close to your it's mouth. a bit like you're doing a sports report. Are you recording now? Maybe. Oh, but Dad, that's not fair. You need to bring that microphone nice and not that close. <laughs> Other people might we, have to use these. We, we don't want to hear your beard. <laughs> we don't need to hear the beard to know that it's there. Can we? Can we all agree when this is starting? Um, well, I like to keep it vague, you know. Oh dear! Just <laughs> just assume it's already started. Just if yeah, you, it's if, like backlisted, they always start off just by which they? Yeah, that's one, the two, and then, one, and then Andy says one two one two, and then Andy says, oh, "Should we start then?" And and John Mitchinson says, "Welcome to backlisted," and then does the intro. Mum's talking about her favourite podcast, which is called Backlisted. Not not this one, then. <laughs> this is not her favourite podcast. No, it's way down the list, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> You're a, are you a Lepster, Mum? Uh, probably not, no. Trouble is, you see, I listen to my podcast when I'm in bed, and I'm trying to sort of calm myself down and go to sleep. I like to listen to these things. If I listen to you, I get too interested and sort of wide awake. And ah, Nice, come, nice. You've pulled, you, you dug yourself out of that hole, didn't you? <laughs> I, no, I don't listen to your podcast, Luke, because it's too good. Uh, absolutely. It's too exciting. Well, it's too, you know, I'm personally invested in it. I know. No, I, no one is, uh, there's no expectation for you to listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so shall we start then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, sitting comfortably? Just I, a- Pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Mm. How comfortable are you, Dad? Are you comfortable? I would say nine out of ten comfortable. Nine. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. What would it take to get you to ten? I think going to sleep. <laughs> well, well that, that'll I mean, happen fairly soon. Well, I imagine. Yes, it may happen very quickly. Okay, James. How comfortable are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fully comfortable. Thank you. Fully f- comfort. <laughs> comfort has been fully achieved. Okay, this is important because we've got to set the right conditions. So here I am, listeners, sitting with my family. Four Thompsons on the podcast again. Four for the price of none. The Thompsons. <laughs> I might start with that if I can. Um, okay, so what we're going to do for this one, the idea is that the concept, which I, a very loose concept, which I came up with earlier, is called Do You Remember? Dot, dot, dot. Insert the rest of the question here. So I've got lots of Do You Remember questions. Um, I'm not sure where to start, really. I could start with... Uh, I, okay, I should say also that... There, I don't need to say this probably, but uh, radio conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Which basically is a shorthand... My shorthand meaning um, try not to talk over each other too much. If if possible, uh, I'll nominate people to answer the questions. Okay. But talking over each other is what we do. What was yeah, that? you've got to interrupt, haven't you? Yeah. Otherwise but, it's too structured and dull. No, but... <laughs> Interrupting's okay, but there's a difference between interrupting and just talking. Whilst... Talking over somebody like this. Yeah. yeah, but that's all right. When you start talking, I stop. That's the point. Oh. So we just don't want okay. two people talking at the same time, yes. or three, or yeah. four. We understand, Luke. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. We're just giving you a hard time. <laughs> all right, Luke. Just 
Just do it. Okay, so do you remember? Um, no. Let's see. No, you don't. You don't remember. I what? don't remember anything. Uh, my memory is terrible. Is it? Okay, oh, that, absolutely. It's probably quite a good way Who to start. Who are you, by the way? <laughs> I'm your son. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Um, yeah, how is your memory? You always say it's getting worse and worse, Mum. My memory is, yeah, definitely. Mm. But so, you've been saying that for 30 years, <laughs> as far as I can remember. I don't remember her saying that. <laughs> James, how's your memory? Um, <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> it's all right. It's never been great. It's okay. It's actually quite good. Um, uh, every Christmas, the tradition is that um, in this family that we have the the Christmas games. Yes, yes. And one of those games is that we play, what is it called, Kim's Game? Mm. Uh, yes. We don't need to explain why it's called Kim's Game, but it is called Kim's Game, and it involves having to remember a, a number of items on a tray and the items are revealed for a minute or two and then covered less up. Less than that. Less than that. Yeah. And then we have to try and write them all down. Uh, who normally wins this game? James. Not me. Well, you did win it a few times because you did had I? a technique at one time. Remember yeah, you, you explaining to, it to me. There is a technique, but it takes longer than the, the items mm. are revealed for. Yeah. What you do if you want to remember a long list of things is create a story in your head in which all the items feature in order. So say you've got a glass of wine, a book, a table, a cup, and a thing of flowers, a vase of flowers. Mm-hmm. What, what, I've forgotten already. <laughs> you, you remember a glass of wine, then you remember it being knocked over by a book. The book then falls onto, I don't know, you, you have to create a story, basically. Mm, that, yeah, that is the... That triggers all the memories, but the, because you make it a story, this is the theory, I've never made actually made it work it becomes more memorable than mm-hmm. just a list because mm-hmm. we think as humans in terms of stories or something. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's just remembering like shopping lists and stuff. But anyway, do you remember? So I've got some questions, so we should probably get started. Uh, I'll start with James. James, do you remember what you had for breakfast? <laughs> uh, yeah, scrambled eggs and tomatoes. Prepared by both... M- m- mother... And father, I think. No, just no, mother. I wasn't was involved this mm. time. Not she very did. well, I'm afraid, because I burned the butter. Oh, dear. Speciality <laughs> scrambled egg. You scrambled egg in brown butter. butter. So it's brown scrambled egg. Very interesting. <laughs> very trendy. We are not dispelling the myths <laughs> about English food at this moment, I should okay. say. Carry on. Okay, James has already started yawning. We're back on old territory again here. Long-term listeners will remember uh, the old tropes from the past. I might cut that bit out because the word tropes is com- <laughs> difficult, isn't it? Anyway, so um, I'll start with you, Mum. Mum, do, um, do you remember when you met um, your husband? I, I hope you remember that moment. Uh, yes, I do. All right, good. Next question. <laughs> uh, Did you want me to tell you how I met him? You he, must have heard this story before. Yeah, just give us the quick quick story then what, uh, what happened how did you meet him well it, mm, yeah i actually i don't know how i actually met him i remember when i first saw him in the newsroom i walked in and there was this new person sitting in the corner reading a paper and i said to the office dragon i seem to remember saying that phrase before yeah this, to you I, sorry uh, one disclaimer these stories may have appeared yeah on the podcast before so apologies in advance for any repeated stories but that's okay because yeah. you know the, anyway yeah. i i i um said to the person the woman who's in charge of the office and i said who's that in the corner and she said uh 
that I don't know. He's new. He's only arrived. Nobody's introduced him, so I'm not speaking to him. <laughs> okay. And I learned later that that was that it was Rick, but um, I didn't actually speak to him then, or I, nor was I introduced to him. I can't remember when I first actually met him in the proper terms of meeting. Did you fancy but, him though when you saw nah, him in the corner? Yes, nah. you did. Fancied me rotten. No. Well, I didn't have any feelings about him when I first saw him in the corner. But as I got to know him, I thought, oh, he's a bit full of himself. So I wasn't terribly impressed. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Why did you marry him then, for goodness sake? Well, because once I got to know him, I realised that he was... (laughs) He was all right. (laughs) He was better than he seemed. Okay. Thank you very much okay. for that fantastic endorsement. Nice TripAdvisor review for Dad there. Um, all right. So, uh, well, I should probably ask Dad the same question, right? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I remember we worked in the BBC newsroom for a while. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, asked, I asked her out and she, she wasn't interested. I asked her out again and we went to the cinema, went to see a film. But we went to that's... see... Paint your, wagon. Paint your Wagon. Paint Your Wagon, which is a musical. God, you're old. I, I, I know. <laughs> and and it, the, the main thing about Paint Your Wagon was it had, um, what's his name? Clint Eastwood. No, yeah, Clint, Clint Eastwood. And Lee Marvin. And Lee Marvin. And Lee Marvin was really great. And he was the, you know, the guy who drove the wagon and had this voice like gravel in a tin. But what and, about what about uh, your future well, wife? Was she yeah, great? She, she, she um, you know, uh, mm-hmm, uh, was um, obviously the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. That's, the, that was the fact. And um, we got engaged, you know, within a year. We knew we were all right. And, and uh, she's wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> uh, one thing I find interesting is you asked mum out a second time. Because if I was to ask a girl out and she said no, in no uncertain terms, I wouldn't ask her out again. Yeah. So it's quite, lucky, it's quite lucky for us that that actually happened. Because I personally, I would think, well, bloody hell, I'm not asking her again. I, I, um, you didn't mention that before, that you asked her out once and she said no, and then you tried again. I did. What, what made you... Persistence. Well, why did you try again? Can I was I desperate. I mean, <laughs> no, desperately no, no, no. I yes, that's right. No, I mean, she was obviously very interesting as well as being attractive, and that's the way it turned out. <laughs> so, where basically you sort of said, oh, "Would you like to go out with me?" and and, and Mum said, said nah. "No, thanks." And you said later on, he's like, "Are you sure you wouldn't like? Can I can I just repeat the question?" And then you were like, "No, nah, oh, all right, go on then." And the rest is history. Mm. That is right. That's kind of the way it happened, yeah. Such a romantic story, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all romantic. <laughs> um, James, can yeah. I move on uh, to. Yes. Yeah, you've got to pick up the microphone. Oui. Uh, see the oui. fl- fluent oh, French sorry, there. Oui. Yeah. This is an English podcast, not a French one. James, do you remember when you uh, fell into a pond? once as a child do you remember this no sorry i was too young i think i was about your daughter's age about so i don't really remember much from that age i'm afraid three and a half or four years old okay well over to mum then do you remember when he fell into a pond (laughs) yes i remember him falling into the pond of in the front garden of his friend well it was my friend who i had met because 
my son, James, and her son went to the same play school, I think. Or school, maybe? Did you go to a play school? Can't remember. Anyway, they were together and we, um, as mothers, we were waiting for our children to come out or we were involved in waiting for them to finish play school and we got together and we became friends and it was her house that we'd been to and we were leaving and they had a little ornamental pond in the front garden. Um, nowhere near the path that you had to go down to get to the gate. But somehow or other, I turned around and James was in the pond. So in, in the pond in what way? Like his legs were in the pond? He was face down in the pond? How, how was he in the pond? I don't remember the detail. I just remember he was in the pond and I just quickly grabbed him out. I mean, he wasn't in any danger of drowning or anything. It's just that he'd fallen in the pond and got himself soaking wet. So the path is over here, and then a few mm. metres away, there's a pond. Of <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. Um, <coughs> don't worry, listeners, that wasn't an explosion. That was James sneezing. I can tell you about Luke falling into the water. I, I, I didn't fall into the same pond. Not the pond. It wasn't pond. like, oh, anything my brother does, I will do. This uh, is more serious, actually. What did I fall into, then? Well, we went fishing in the canal. We, this was the Grand Union Canal. And and there was a kind of period where you were quite small and you quite liked the idea of fishing. Mm-hmm. So we so we got some very simple sort of fishing rods and got some worms out of the garden. Okay, and yeah. I didn't think we'd catch anything. And we went down to the canal, and yeah, we were catching fish, little fish. I think they were perch, mm-hmm. and they're little stripy things, and put them in a bucket. And we must have caught, I don't know, six or seven of these fish. You were thrilled. You loved it. We kept, you know, throwing the little line in the water with a little wriggly worm on the end and ping, you'd pull out a fish. It was great, yeah. It was great fun. So when we decided we were going to go home, there were, you know, half a dozen, that means six or seven fish in the bucket and I gave you the bucket, and, and you went along the, the edge of the canal to pour the fish back in the canal, and you leaned over and you poured the bucket down and you poured yourself into the canal. <laughs> you, you just went straight in, head first, yeah. and I saw your little feet disappearing. <laughs> so, so I ran along, and you were under the water, yeah. and I grabbed you by the hair and by your coat and fished you out onto the all soaking wet and with your eyes wide open you said it's all green <laughs> like that it's all green yeah i remember you were only it. about four you were it very small must have been a bit older or maybe I five i remember it I, re- I remember it happening and we had to rush home so that you you know you had to get get cleaned up and dried off but i i just remember you leaning over and just going straight in head first because plop. as i was <laughs> I had this large bucket full of water and fish. And as I was pouring the water in, I was just really captivated by looking at the water yeah. and the fish all sliding into the water that I just <laughs> uh, somehow lost control of my body <laughs> motor skills. Lush. And in he yeah, went. Exactly. I t- not only did I tip the bucket in, I tipped myself <laughs> into did, and splashed. And I went in and uh, my eyes were open because I didn't know what had happened. And I opened my eyes and it was all green. And then suddenly I was out and it was just, it's all, it was all green or it's all green. You know, I thought I would report back yeah. with some insights yes, into what it's that. like in the canal. 
Um, okay, well, there you go. Uh, talking of falling into things, <clears throat> James, you're next. Uh, do you remember when you fell into a massive patch of nettles? And hold on, can I just stop you there? Uh, what are nettles? You need to explain that too. Uh, plants that sting you, like triffids, but smaller and uh, <laughs> less dangerous. Triffids listeners are... I think nettles are fairly universal, I'm sure. Stinging nettles. Yeah, but the word? Stinging nettles. Yes. See, they say they're universal, but like in the same way that like you know anything is universal, but the words will be different. That's the problem. Okay, well, they're, they're those little plants that sting you when you when you fall in them. They're, they're plants that grow wild all over the country, and they've got sort of uh, jagged leaves, and they will sting you. And they, they give pretty nasty stings. Um, if you get a few, they can be quite bad. Anyway, we were at a friend's house in a, a sort of sort of a party, I think, of some sort. Garden party. And yeah. all the, the adults were getting drunk, basically, and all the kids hmm. were... Maybe slightly harsh, but probably true, let's face it. What, the adults were getting drunk? Yeah, and the kids were running around the garden, and I was playing on someone's bike that it turned out didn't have any brakes. But I didn't find that out until I was (laughs) plummeting towards a patch of uh, nettles, a very large patch of nettles, and I was riding around just in my shorts with no T-shirt on. And I couldn't stop, and I crashed into the nettle patch and covered myself in nettle stings. And I think I was put into the bath of, of, with mm. some TCP in it. You were. Which probably hurt like hell even more well, than... You, you were antiseptic. Lucky, you, were, you were unlucky that that happened to you, but you were lucky in the, to the extent that the person who was giving the party was a nurse. Well, there we go. And so, she knew exactly what to do. So that I was covered in stings and it hurt like hell. And uh, <laughs> It must have been really horrible. It must have been. I don't remember it too well, to be honest, mm. but um, I remember the being put in the bath Poor thing James. and f- being in mm. tears, probably, or being upset. But um, I survived. Normally, you know, you get stung by one nettle. For example, you're reaching your hand into a bush to get the football that you've just kicked in there or something, um, and a nettle that you don't see just touch, just lightly touches your arm, and ow, and then you end up with like quite a nasty little rash on your arm, which can hurt for, for quite a while. But if you go into an entire patch without any top on and just a pair of shorts, and you're going to get stung yeah, all over. Yeah, it's pretty covered, I think. Oh, dear. Horrible. Horrible. I, I was, nasty. You know, I was really small at the time. I do remember a, a kerfuffle. <laughs> That's all I remember, a kerfuffle involving James... Hmm. and crying and stuff and i was just like ah what's going on anyway memories precious (laughs) memories um hmm. where would that have been somewhere in it was somewhere in london was it i can't remember exactly where where. did they live was it was it outside london by that point i know they used to live in clapham not Clapham. All right, so that part of the world that London. I live in yes, now, really. Yes. Yeah, London, um, Sunburbank. Wandsworth think, isn't too far away either. I think they'd moved away by that time into a more suburban area and they had a large garden. Yeah, Hence it doesn't the sound that, that London-y. Yeah. Yeah. No one no, in London has a garden that big. It was a big garden. And they used to, every year they used to hold a barbecue party and that's what it was. Mm. <laughs> because he was Australian. Mm. And so you had oh, to have well, a barbecue. Aussies and barbecue is like religion. Yeah. They were both Australian. Yeah, they both were. Mm. Are they still Australian? They're still Australian. One of them is. Okay. Mum, uh, I think it's your turn. I don't know. I think we're going in vague vague order Mm -hmm. here. Mum, do you remember when you... Do you remember, he says, pointing. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to point so aggressively. 
She points like that. She points like that. Yeah. I felt like I pointed like Jeremy Paxman in um, your face. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, anyway go I, on. I fairly aggressively pointed in yeah. your face there. I yeah. didn't mean to be to be so aggressive. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, do you remember when you learned to ride a bike? Because you can ride a bike, can't you? Do I remember when I can ride a bike? I, that's the question. Uh, I mean, we can, we can send the question to other people afterwards, okay. but um, I'm starting with you. I, whew, no, I don't actually. Don't remember when I learned to ride a bike. What I do remember is teaching James how to ride a bike, which is one of my very strong memories. Tell us the story. Thank you. It's when we lived in Ealing and we used to go to North Ealing Park and he went along on his bike and they you used to have what they called what did they call stabilizer stabilizer wheels describe well, they're a little set of wheels on either side of the main front wheel of a bicycle no back wheel back, back wheels wheel. back wheel sorry and that would if if you were wobbling the little wheels would take up the wobble so you wouldn't fall over it was a bit like having four wheels only it's two big wheels and Two little wheels. Yeah, on your back wheel, attached to it. I mean, everyone, again, James is going to butt in and say, I think it's universal. But um, <laughs> yeah, you've got your back wheel, you've got two extra little wheels that are attached to the back and they stop, stop you, the bike falling stop over. falling over. Anyway, and he'd got to the point where he wanted to take the stabilisers off, which we did, and he was learning how to ride. Yeah. And I used to run along behind, and we used to do it, I used to do it on the grass in the park, so that if he did fall off, it wouldn't be too... Um, dangerous and I used to run along behind him holding the um, saddle so that uh, I could uh, keep him stable when he was riding along and then one on one very very memorable occasion I was running behind him holding the saddle and I just let it go and he carried on riding into the sunset into the sunset and I remember it so well it was such a lovely feeling seeing him riding off all confident <laughs> and Aww. that's fantastic yeah how lovely yeah you know what i think james that you might have sort of taught me to ride a bike i, really? I don't mean to um suggest that mum and dad weren't that probably you know that, that you didn't do things too but i remember one particular afternoon it was probably a saturday and um we were riding around in the back garden and basically i was just trying to ride after you would this have been in ealing yes this was in ealing which is mm. a, it's just, which is pretty it, small garden it's sort of in west london a very small garden but we were riding around in circles and it, i remember distinctly it was the first time i managed to keep riding for any length of time with no stabilizers on mm. and it I was because i was showing you encouraging you yeah and i was trying to follow you yeah i think uh, that's probably quite right because i think james taught you how to do several things actually that, uh, Probably a few things that he's taught me how to do, but we shouldn't no. mention all okay. of them on the podcast. <laughs> he did actually. Um, maybe we're no. Maybe no, no. This is all right. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's, I think I remember once being given some older brother advice. Um, I was about to go to, um, I guess it was primary school. That's like proper school, not just nursery mm, school, yeah. but proper school. And uh, maybe this is too much information, I can cut it. But we were little kids, obviously. Uh, I would have been about five, just, you know, probably it was summer holidays and that September I was going to start, like, you know, proper school. And we were doing, we were doing wee-wee in the <laughs> toilet 
Okay, you know what kids are like sometimes they do it together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and you said to and I was weeing with my at the time I would pee standing up but I would pull my trousers or shorts down all the way to my Known ankle. Known as a little boy wee, that yeah. is. Yeah. Trousers or shorts were all the way down to my ankles and doing a pee-pee like that. And you said to me, oh, you better not do that at school. <laughs> did, did I? Yeah. You did. You gave me a tip. You're like, just a little tip from your older brother, who's, who was about six and a half at the time. Uh, just a little tip. You better not do that at school. They'll make fun of you. And then you showed me how to do it without oh. without my trousers around my ankles. Oh. And I was like, oh, all right, thanks, James. Yeah, you don't look a complete dweeb. <laughs> yeah, so luckily I escaped, um, you know, being being picked on or mm-hmm. made fun of. Funny, uh, I don't remember that at I all, was but able that's to, quite good. I'm glad mm-hmm. I could help. I was able to pee. Some people now are thinking, I don't know who, girls maybe, huh. might be thinking, but how do you, how do men pee? How do they do that? <laughs> you kind of do it without... I'm not going to go into the, the full details, but you can sort of do it without pulling all your pants and I trousers down. I think we down. know. I think we've seen enough men doing it. To yeah, there's a zip on the front of your yeah, yeah, trousers, yeah. you know. And a hole in your knickers. Dad, do you remember learning to drive? Yes, I do. Can you tell I us? I mean, I was very keen to, to drive as soon as I became of age, uh, which was 17. When you were 17, you were allowed to drive. Yeah. And um, this is in I was re- really keen to learn to drive as soon as I was 17. Did they have cars in the 19th century? Oh, Sorry. thank you very much. That's not very nice. No, it's not. This uh, is when? We're, this, we're, this, yeah, you were given a whip. And you, you had to talk to the horse before you started. <laughs> joking no, aside, no, joke, this, joking this, aside. This, this was, um, you know, I just well, I wanted to learn to drive, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, Sorry, when in terms of, like, can I ask what, what, what period of time? We're, we're talking the 1950s. 1964. 1964. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, let me work that out. Yeah, it is, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 63, probably. 63 going on 64. Uh, no, 64. It was, yeah. ni- it was 64. Okay. A very good year, by the way. And it was, um, it was a very good year. Okay. And um, my dad, who was a very nice, very nice man, um, offered to give me some lessons. I really wanted to drive. Got that. I wanted to drive. Have I mentioned Did you that? want to drive? Yeah. And uh, he had a very flash car, actually. A bit of a surprise. He came on one day with this beautiful Zephyr Zodiac, which was lilac-coloured, and it was like an American car. It had a bench front seat. It had a, you know, white steering wheel with a chromium, you know, middle bit. Really smart car. So he allowed me to start learning to drive on that fabulous car, which was really good. I mean, it was a bit of a surprise. the question that we all want to know, did you crash it at any time? You no, described how wonderful this car was. Did I didn't. You just, no? I didn't. And, and, uh, and I thought, well, I, I can obviously drive all right. Um, and he thought I could drive all right. So we didn't take any professional driving lessons, didn't pay people to teach me at all. Okay. And we said, well, I want to take my test. And I took my driving test and I passed. Wow. 
Just like that. I never had a driving lesson. Past first time. Well Past done. Past first time. So I've been driving for how long? Too long. You know, like <laughs> like about the time it takes for a spaceship to get from here to Uranus. No spaceship's getting in anywhere near my <laughs> my my anus. <clears throat> There's another one. Um <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, so, yes, I remember learning to drive, and um, I was very pleased that my dad was very helpful. He was. He was a really good teacher. Very nice. Very nice. Um, shall I throw the question over to James? James, do you remember anything about learning to drive, taking tests and things? Do you have a driver's license? We probably should start with that. No. Why not? Can I'm you not tell very us, good Tell us about driving. What? I failed twice. That's all I remember, really. Do you remember anything about learning to drive and being not very good at it? Um, finding um, roundabouts were my weak spot. What is a roundabout? It's a round thing that you drive around, and it's a junction, form of junction, mm-hmm. where the the roads hub off from a central circle. It's where lots of roads meet, and there's a circular circular yeah. junction. Yeah, and they're difficult. Wasn't very good at them. And I used to, I tended to accelerate out of them to get away from the other cars. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's frowned upon. You know, when there's another car alongside you and you're not sure where they're going to go, I used to just speed up and get out. Just to get, get away. I can, I can get away vouch from for them. that. It was a and, nightmare. Uh, and kind of get them behind me so I definitely wouldn't crash into them. <laughs> and I think but, that's safer than driving slowly. But the problem is there are more cars in front of you <laughs> and you're accelerating towards them. No, they weren't, though. They weren't, though. There was an empty road in front of me. I just thought, get rid of these cars around me. <laughs> speed up. Much safer. <laughs> the driving instructor didn't agree. <laughs> Got to get out of here. <laughs> just, a roundabout. Get out just, of here. Th- th- just keep speeding <laughs> well, up. There's all these annoying cars around me. Let's just go faster. Leave them behind. <laughs> the, the, the shorter this journey is, the safer, right? Yeah, yeah. Statistically, you know, 90% of accidents occur within a mile of the home. So the, the further you get out of that mile radius... <laughs> All right, so but you failed twice and never. Uh, it, Don't say failed. Well, I didn't pass. No, twice. That's right. Okay, let's finesse the the, the term. A I bit. didn't. I, I came short of the full marks twice. Okay, and then I, I don't really want to drive now. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what I tell myself. You live in London. You don't need to, to drive, mm. really. No, I'd like. I would like the option, but I don't think I'm going to try again. Okay. Um. Do you remember? Do you remember um, my driving tests and stuff? Um, I took three tests. Yeah, well, I, I'm surprised. I thought you'd only taken two, but anyway, I know you failed, and I know that um, they didn't reach the required standard. Yeah, and I remember the occasion when he went off for the test which he passed, which you say was the third test. Yeah, it was, was definitely the definitely the third. Anyway, you came back because the driving instructor had driven you, I think you'd driven in our car to the test with the driving instructor So, and he'd left his car at our house. This is so, the first test. No, is no, no, no. This, this is the, the pass. Third. This is the this time is I the passed. Pass. Yeah. And I remember you coming into the driveway and me trying to gauge from your expression whether you'd passed or not and I came out and you were both looking really glum. And I said, didn't you pass again? And the, you both sort of shook your heads. And, you know, the driving instructor was obviously in on the joke and uh, and sort of made to say no and then said, yes, I passed. 
Right. So I was that old class. Yeah, exactly, I remember. Yeah. I don't know who it was who suggested it, but yes, the driving instructor who was really great. He was he a really was, good instructor. Yeah, yeah. Um, better than the other ones, yeah. obviously, because it was their fault that I, I absolutely I pass. Of course, yeah. he says ironically. I don't mean that sarcasm. <laughs> Funny, um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, one of us had said, here's what we should do. Yeah. Let's tell. Let's pretend to your mum that you failed. That'll be funny. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely three uh, tests. Mm. And I obviously passed the third one. The first one was a total disaster uh, because I remember I had to do the reversing round the corner, mm. which is difficult. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you, it's very specific. You've got to stay. You've got to stay a certain distance from the curb. Mm. Uh, you've got to constantly be showing the instructor that you're looking all around you and checking your mirrors and you know all that stuff. And and I I, re- I screwed it up so much that I I turned too much to the point where the car the the wheel of the car was jammed against the <laughs> curb. So yeah. I'd kind of gone all the way around through 90 degrees into something like 120 degrees uh, and I was diagonally um, jamming up against the curb <laughs> and then I had to kind of go forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards in order to get the car lined up properly. And by this point, I think I may have even glanced over at the instructor and he sort of gave me a look of like, you might as well just give up. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you do next because you've, you've, I think I drive, dr- drived, I think I drove, drived isn't. I'm an English teacher. I think I drove, drove. pretty well uh, for the rest of the test. Comfortably, calmly, like a chauffeur. Um, but that one mistake that I made at the mm. beginning cost me the, the whole test. The second one, I, I'm, I'm sure the guy had something against me because I don't think I did anything wrong. Everything was fine. And he just gave me lots of little minor mm. um, criticism. If you get a number of minor points enough minor points then you fail you don't even need to do anything major wrong it was just like no you sort of um i don't like don't like the way you i don't like your haircut so um, well they didn't like the way you knocked into that woman with a pram on the crossing (laughs) they say they have a quota yeah i'll just say that much what's that mean Uh, people they're supposed to pass in a week or a month oh really they're not supposed to exceed their quota of pass you know you're not supposed to it could be rubbish, actually, but just just tell yourself that. It makes it might make you feel better. Okay, all right. Interesting stories, don't you agree, listeners? Mm. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Shall we tell some stories about times when James and I got into trouble as children? How long okay. have you got, <laughs> um, Dad? Um, did we get into trouble very much? Do you remember occasions? Well, not really. You, I mean, you know, I'm sure that there must be some kind of statistics a survey about teenagers getting into trouble. And if there is, I don't think you would be top of the list by a long chalk. Mm. You know, you... But you, we didn't know half the things no, they half did. the time. We didn't know what you were doing. But uh, these are the days Very when there are no mobile you phones, phones. You would disappear and you'd just wait for you to return. We didn't know what you were doing. Um, but uh, no, you, you, you were reasonably good lads. Um, every now and then you would get to a bit of, of scrape, a bit of a scrape. Is there anything, that, say. anything that springs to mind? Jill, uh, um, what was their biggest scrape? Well, I, rem- I remember, well, I remember, them, the, I remember the police getting, getting, you know, in trouble in Birmingham skateboarding mm-hmm. because they were skateboarding in a, in a sort of main square 
in the big city of Birmingham. James. It wasn't really a main square. It was a small side mall. Anyway, somewhere. some some horrible policemen came along and gave them a hard time, harassed them, and upset them a lot, and manhandled them. That means pushed them around and grabbed them by their arms and one thing or another. And swore. And swore at them. I mean, that's okay that's when you're dealing with teenagers. Should be Luke, doing. Luke was about and 11. Doing it. You're doing it. Especially when when we're talking about quite young young boys, and um, we were very upset that they all they'd been doing been skateboarding, and the and the police treated them like some kind of drug dealers, and um, so we complained about that. And, and and you might say, well, they shouldn't have been skateboarding there, but why not? I mean, the the the, the, the skateboarders were regarded as being some kind of low life, which had had to be expelled from the city. Can I just clear a few things up? Go on. They didn't exactly complain, or mum and dad didn't complain. We were asked to give our names and addresses and phone numbers by the police that were telling us off. Yeah. Which is probably fair enough. Um, I don't mind being bollocked, or even if it's, you know, a, a serious problem, having your name taken down. That's not really... But it's the way that which they did it. It was very aggressive, physical, and sweary. Which I thought was a bit out of order. What, what, but anyway, that, especially since you were about 11 or 12 and you were a tiny little kid with little toy skateboard, basically. <laughs> 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 you weren't exactly... I mean, I didn't really care, but it seemed a bit mean on you. You were a bit upset by the whole experience. I, I can give my quick version of the story, if you like. So we went skateboarding in Birmingham. James said, hey, why don't you come with us? I was a little kid, pretty much. You were sort of 14, 15 years old. I say little kid. I must have been about 12. Yeah. Uh, I felt like a little kid anyway. Um, and um, so we went to this place where everyone was skating. You know, I was with all the older kids. And um, then suddenly, bam, the, the police pulled up in a riot van. These are those vans full of police officers. And it pulled up and all these police came out the back. And everyone scattered. Everyone ran away, and I, I just everyone ran away so quickly, and I was left there going, but, 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 with my, <laughs> with my bottom lip trembling, and then I just sort of like, oh God, okay, I've got to run away then. So I turned round and picked up my skateboard and sort of, sort of made a pathetic attempt to to uh, run to the stairs, and then thunk, uh, a, a hand landed on my shoulder, you know, where do you think you're going, Sonny? You know that sort of thing. And he turned me round, and from his point of view, he must have seen just like this crying child <laughs> with tears running down his Aww. face and his bottom lip trembling, you know. And he took him instantly took pity on me, and he said, "Oh, you're all right. You can go." He let me go, and then I was just just on my own in the middle of Birmingham. And I was lost, and I, oh, I don't know where I am. I don't know what to do. Oh. So I, I searched for everyone, all the others. Well, I, 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 I got away, so I, I'd run away, and then I realised you hadn't. So I had to go back and join the ones that had been collared, and sort of, you know, join the collared group and wait for you. Basically, oh, hold on a second. That's what happened. <laughs> wait a minute, though. We both got away. We both. Well, and then yeah, we, we both went in different went directions. Yeah. We both got away and we both turned ourselves in, in some respect. That's how good we are morally, okay? So if anyone is shocked that we got 
sort of stopped by the police. Let me just tell you that we're both so morally good that we went back to the police. I went back because I couldn't find you and I couldn't really go home without you. I might get in a bit more trouble then. Same thing. I only went back because I couldn't find you. So we. So anyway, and when I went back, I kind of climbed up, you know, went round a corner and then there I saw everyone. And, and the cops had got uh, all these teenagers lined up against the wall and there was one cop shouting at them and giving everyone a very very hard telling off and swearing one thing i do remember that was quite funny is all the skaters names happened to be things like tony hawk jason lee and they all lived at 10 king road birmingham you know they all made up their names and address they're all giving out names of the bones brigade they were were giving out names of famous professional skateboarders what's your name mountain first name lance Lance Mountain, that sounds a very English name. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll write that down. Okay. Yeah, they're all making up the, the, their own names and stuff. Yeah. We gave our genuine yeah, we, names. Stupid idiot children we were. We gave our correct names and address. We should have just said, yeah, my name's uh, Mike McGill. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my name, yeah, Tony Hawk from Tony Hawk's Skateboarding on the PlayStation. Um, Which hadn't been. Hasn't, hadn't been. I'm just just saying that in order to just say, hey, everyone, Tony Hawk is a skateboarder, the famous skateboarder that you might know. Um, and um, yeah, so the, then we kind of went home and sure enough, we, we got in and we had to say, oh, you know, we got into trouble uh, with the police. We, we had to tell the truth. And the police did call. And um, you said that you'd complained. I think you, you had some yeah, words with happened. the... You didn't actually phone up and complain. When they phoned up... You basically had to go back at them and said you didn't like the way they acted or something. I, I seem to remember having this conversation with this guy who, who was rather su- surprised that I, you know, I should give him a hard time about how they manhandled you and frightened you and and sworn at you for what reason? I feel pretty. I have to say, I feel pretty proud that James. I feel pretty proud that dad stood up for us don't you think oh, why on. should they do that we're pretty lucky we, we could have been we could have been um beaten pu- beaten beaten. <laughs> beaten and sent to bed with no dinner or something <laughs> but instead dad was like i think that uh, the the way that you treated these young people was unacceptable i don't know what the words too were. too harsh it was too harsh and i think it was typically mm. the west midlands police who have a bad reputation okay any other occasions when we got into trouble <laughs> james you, you you said earlier that there was an occasion when we when we were children we must have been about seven eight or nine years old or something and we got into trouble with a neighbor that we didn't really know because we were throwing berries at his garage door. Yeah, we were out playing in the streets of London. In Ealing. The suburban... Suburban Ealing. So we were were out playing, and we used to do that, ride around on our bikes and our skateboards and stuff. And it was obviously late summer, Mm -hmm. and there were berries in this certain tree that would make these very small, very purple berries that would fall to the floor mm-hmm. and they were overripe so they were very squashy and they left a really sort of staining kind of purple ink almost yeah and we found out if you threw them against a white garage door <laughs> <laughs> they made a really good splat 
<laughs> and so we did that for about half an hour <laughs> until the guy came home <laughs> whose garage it was and shouted at us for throwing berries all over his garage door. What did the garage door look it, like? Well, after? It looked like white garage door covered in purple splatters. <laughs> it was art. Urban And we art. just stared at him. You know the way kids do, that when they're too young to really understand and they don't really respond, they just stare at you blankly while they're being shouted at. And we just did that until he got tired and then we walked home. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I remember this happening, but I, I also remember... I remember feeling a bit, oh God, I didn't realise like someone owned this thing. You know, I just thought it was just there. You know, it's just like, this is just all this stuff's just everywhere. I didn't know someone cared about it or owned it or anything <laughs> yeah i remember the satisfying way that these berries went splat when they hit the white garage door and we were like this is great let's we were trying to get the perfect splat and throwing it throwing all the berries again and again and the guy was so annoyed understandably i mean i would be i'd be really annoyed and but if i just couldn't it didn't really compute in my brain that we'd done anything wrong just like, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, I, can't, I felt, can't. Ba- felt bad, definitely felt bad. I can't visualise where this would have been. If you came after the house and took a right yeah. up to the top of the road and then yeah. took a left about half, about 50 yards down from there over the road. Yeah. There was a, there was a, there was a section, um, uh, almost like a little driveway mm. with some garages oh. and we used to play football there we used to kind of kick around yes, there I basically vaguely remember mm. and mm. um these garage doors were there and there mm. must have been a tree nearby and we were just like splat splat so splat. they weren't garages attached to a house they no, were, they were um, one of those separate yeah i know a separate set of garages, yeah, garages that yeah. you get made of that kind of lovely 60s concrete yes. stuff you know <laughs> mm-hmm. okay well <laughs> Uh, I remember also once um, we were playing in the snow. It had, snow- it had snowed and we were outside in the street in front of our house playing around in the snow, throwing snowballs and a car drove past slowly and I f- impulsively threw a snowball at the car. I don't know why I did it, but I chucked a snowball at this car as it was passing and it went thonk on the side of the, d- the door and the woman stopped and rolled down the window and said something nasty to me. Mm. And uh, and I was a little a bit upset. So you threw a snowball in her face. Ha ha ha! <laughs> I didn't actually. I just kind of um, the the bottom lip probably trembled <laughs> trembled a little bit again. Oh God! Well, I was you know I was younger. It was trembling, wasn't it? That lip <laughs> in those two in scenarios. The, in those two scenarios, yeah. Uh, it wasn't constantly trembling. It wasn't just like you know ah oh, uh, you know ah uh, oh, there's can't think of things um okay mum do you remember when i i was about four years old and again i'm giving the impression that we were bad kids but Mm. we totally weren't on in general Um, hmm. but um when i smashed up a fence when i was about four years old this is vandalism well you see i don't really remember that i mean i know you say that it was with robert robert and I can imagine it happening. But I don't remember it being reported to me and the fact that you'd got into trouble. I'm sure that um, 
I'm sure I've told this story before. Yeah, probably, you have. Probably with you. Yeah, because you've, to- you've said it when I've been talking to you and told me about it. Mm. But I don't really remember it at the time. Here's what I remember. And <laughs> I've got a surprisingly clear memory of these of some of these things. Mm. I know. Um, um, is that I was with Robert and Robert kind of, you know, this is like, yeah, we were four years old and Robert said to me, oh, come round here. Look at this. This is really cool. And he'd noticed that the wooden fence around the back of his house was quite flimsy. Mm. And that if you kind of kicked it and poked it, it would fall to pieces <laughs> in quite a satisfying way. Yeah. So we spent maybe 10, 15 minutes kicking this fence <laughs> and enjoying the way that the, the wood kind of fell, fell apart. Yeah. Uh, and we kicked a big hole in the fence. And then uh, I don't know who got wind of it. I don't know who found out. I think maybe Robert's mum mm. uh, came round to see what we were doing and was shocked to discover that we damaged her neighbour's fence. Mm. And um, I think when you came to pick me up, mm. uh, I think you, the four of us went outside that, that Robert's mum sort of took Robert and me and you out and said, look what they did. And oh. then, and, and it was probably a case of, look, what have you done? Yeah. And I was like, oh, and the bottom lip probably <laughs> started trembling again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know you, you and Robert often used to get up to mischief. I mean, I can remember you emptying um, all the, all the um, compost out of a flower container that we had in the garden. Yes. Uh, um, and 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 me being was it I can't remember if it was mine, my flower pot that you emptied, or whether it was um, Robert's mother's flower pot that you emptied. I can't remember, but I know you were in trouble either from her or from me for doing it. I think it was mine actually, and um, you just said, "But we were the mud men." <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, in that case, it's that's, 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 yeah. Oh, the so, mud men. Oh, that's fine. Carry on, kids. No so problem. So it just shows you know, how kids have this sort of logic. To what they do, you know, we're the mud men, so we just take all this mud out of this pot. Again, What's it's wrong like, with that? It's like what James said that um, we just didn't really, didn't really know that anyone owned it. It's just yeah. when you're a kid, there's just stuff around, yeah. and you don't get the sense that pe- people own it or that yeah. people will be upset if you do things mm. with it. It's just the stuff that's around you because you just get caught up in doing playing your own games and in your own little world, and you just oh we're the mud men, so we'll play with this mud. <laughs> I blame Robert. I mean, I'm just willing to to to, to um, relinquish all responsibility and just say it's entirely his fault. Um, but I do remember that that I would pretty much follow him around and just kind of get him. To, he was the leader, mm. uh, and I'm not saying that to diminish my responsibility, mm. honestly. But it's, I think that was kind of the way it went. Yes. But I, I also remember once with Robert, we were in the back garden and we found trowels. Yeah. Trowels, listeners, are like little things that you would use to dig in the garden. Um, and um, you hold them in your – you hold it – you can hold it in one hand. Mm. It's very small. It's kind of like a large, very large spoon slash knife. And you can mm. use it to dig in the ground. So we found these trowels and we worked out that you could kind of like swing them in the air and you could chop off the head, you <laughs> chop the heads off flowers quite satisfyingly. Like mm. swipe and paching, you chop the head off the flower. Uh. And so we chopped off the head of uh, chopped the heads off of some flowers in the garden, and then you came out and you said, "What have you done to all my flowers?" <laughs> oh, dear. And then we were in trouble, and probably the bottom lip 
yeah. started trembling again. Yeah, you and Robert did get into a few scrapes. Sorry, can I just say I'm really sorry about that? <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's necessary um, to apologise now. No, um, I've got a suggestion. How about the time where Mum was nearly thrown off a horse while on holiday in France? Do you remember that? Do you remember when I you... do remember it? Yes, it's when we were in the south of France and we went to a little village where they had pony rides or sort of horse rides around the down the old town and um i decided i wanted to have a ride on one of these horses um which seems a strange thing to do really but i always liked horses and i suppose that's why anyway got on this horse and everything was fine riding down all these little lanes and everything and then and i was wearing a big sun hat and uh it was um, red i think it was red um and it had a big brim and for some reason, I, I think it must have been itching my head or something. I decided I wanted to take it off. So I lifted my hand up to take this, this hat off. And obviously, whatever the action was that I did with this um, hat, it must have frightened the horse. The horse must have glimpsed it out of the corner of its eye. And it, it's really, you know, because horses are strange. They get spooked by all sorts of weird things. Anyway, it obviously spooked it and it just started to rear and buck try and get rid of me and I just remember trying to cling on as much as possible and um, just sort of sliding off the back of the horse as it reared that's my memory memory of it I, I was watching this and this horse reared up like in those cowboy films where the hero the hero you know, it's on a horse that rears up. That means rearing up means standing on its back legs and waving its waving its front front legs, and he's holding his hat in in one hand. Well, it was just like that. It was just like some kind of cowboy hero going, you know, like the Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger. Unfortunately, um, she rolled right off the back of the horse and went bang onto the ground. Oh, mm. were you okay? Yeah. No, she I didn't th- survive. Oh. No, I was fine. Didn't have any injuries as far as I can remember. No, you didn't. Um, because I think I did actually hang on as long as I could so that I could actually sort of slide off the back rather than being thrown. So you, you sort of like eased yourself off the back of well, it? Well, I don't of. remember that. I remember her hitting the dust. Bang. Well, yes, of course I hit the dust, but I think it was a controlled fall as, a po- <laughs> as opposed to being thrown off. Okay. But, but it was rather horrible. <laughs> yeah, and it must have been pretty scary to be to find yourself suddenly on the ground behind a horse. Yes, well, the whole thing was scary. And I remember you, you particularly, I think maybe your bottom lip was trembling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's going to think... What I'm happened a, to Mummy when gonna, you were a little, a very little boy? Everyone's going to think I was such a pathetic child. <laughs> Well, but you were particularly shut up! Don't even, <laughs> don't even. But you were particularly shocked by it, and I can imagine why. It must have been a shocking thing to see. Come on, listeners, you would have been shocked too if 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 you'd seen my mum get knocked off a horse. <laughs> um, I seem to remember turning around and seeing mum in that pose, like Dad says, with the like the three amigos, with one hand on the horse's <laughs> harness or whatever it's called, reins, reins, and the other hand on her hat. Yeah. Like the way, you know, in the Three Amigos pose, they've got one hand on their hat. <laughs> like like the rodeo riders. Yeah. yeah. It was that kind of pose. Mm. 
So it's so in your mind, it's kind of an impressive moment yeah. of like a glamorous moment of when Mum became a. I remember thinking, God, why is she doing that? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Mum, can you do that again? God, what the hell's going on? What is she doing? When did my mum become cool? <laughs> my mum became cool for just for... Uh, she became a cool cow, cowboy, cowgirl kind of person for a second. And then, yeah, it was an exciting moment. Oh, but it's one of those things that's gone down in mm. legend, in family legend, the time that mum fell off a horse. Mm. Right, we're going to do one more. Let's see. Okay, let, I'm going to paint a picture now. Imagine... Uh, a family holiday with the uh, with the four of us in a very remote part of North West Scotland. Oh yes. Um, we, Mum, you always would plan family holidays in the most remote places possible. So let's go on holiday from the human race. <laughs> let's let's just where, where are there no people? We're, we're going there. Um, <laughs> And it was the west northwest coast of Scotland. Absolutely beautiful place. A, an amazing choice. Mm. You found this incredible place. This kind of wooden... Mm. What? Chalet? Chalet kind of wooden thing. Wooden yeah. house. Right on the edge of a, a lock. Um, um, actually a, a fjord, really. Mm. It was just sort of connected to the Atlantic Ocean. And there were rocks and then water... And uh, big windows on the front of this house. I remember us seeing all sorts of amazing bits of nature out there. It was really remote and wild and just incredible. But um, so the question is, do you remember when we uh, went swimming Mm. in the water? And listeners, this is the North Atlantic Ocean basically, off the northwest coast of Scotland. This is cold. Now, bear in mind that I live in France, okay? So just for some context, mm. in France, the idea of swimming in <laughs> off the north coast of France for many French people is like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, that's kind of a bit um, ex- bit, bit cold for them. That, that The weather up there is really cold and they wouldn't, the people don't swim that much. But uh, that's nothing compared to swimming off the we- northwest no. coast of Scotland. Absolutely so, icy but, cold. But do, do you remember when we swam uh, in the water on that holiday? I do. <laughs> Can I just say, listeners, I wonder if my bottom lip... I wonder if this story is going to end with my bottom lip trembling. <laughs> Definitely not. No. No? No. You the, were... the, the lip may have been trembling at some point in the story. Well, I think, you uh, were you... both very brave. You were, yeah. I think a lot of... I think your whole body may have been trembling by the end of it from cold. Yeah. But uh, no, you were very brave. You were jumped... Well, James, actually, I have to say, was braver than you because he jumped in off the rocks quite... Um, Readily. Readily, yeah, without thinking about it. (laughs) He just did it. And you said, right, I'm going to do it now. And you sort of took a run at it. And and then when you got to the edge, you just sort of teetered and said, "Ah, no, and stopped. It's like, right, I'm going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. No, 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 no. So you tried. It went on like that for quite some time. Until eventually you did it. You did. You finally plunged in. the air and into the sea. And it was very cold. And you're right, we came out. Uh, our entire bodies were trembling, yeah. including the bottom lip. Yes, <laughs> everything was everything. trembling. Everything was trembling. Mm. But can yeah. I just can I just add an uh, um, an extra bit onto that, just to just to you know show the world how brave I am? Yeah. Um, and that is that I that's not the coldest water I've swum in. That when I was on holiday in New Zealand in 2015, 
I jumped into a glacial pool mm. in um, in just outside Queenstown. In ice melt. Yes, this is water that had flown directly off a off a glacier. Yeah. But the thing is that we'd been um, canoeing pretty much all day and got had got quite hot in the sun. Mm. Amazing place, but canoeing around in the water, and you know, we took a break uh, on the grass, and there was this beautiful sort of emerald colored pool mm. and it the water was so pure and so clear that it was so inviting um and uh, the guide was like you know we said can we is it you know will i die if i jump in there mm-hmm. and he was like you won't die but it'll be really really cold <laughs> people do it he said so you know you can do it if you want people do and so it was kind of like, okay, who's brave enough to jump in the, the glacial pool? And a few of us kind of plucked up the courage to do it. And it was one of those sort of like, well, you're only young once, mm. you know, um, type moments. And I leapt in. And yeah, it was so cold. I could, you know, when you go into really cold water, you can't breathe. Mm. It was like, <laughs> swim to the edge quick. Um, but I felt good once I'd warmed up. Felt amazing, but at the time it was like it is oh quite my God. dangerous. Oh my actually, God. I know it's very into, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, it makes me uncomfortable to think yeah, about it. Yeah, but I, it makes me uncomfortable to think of you doing I it. I wouldn't do it now, no, folks. I don't recommend it. No, although as I said, I felt incredible afterwards. Mm. But um, yeah, that was pretty risky. But this holiday in Northwest Scotland was really great, and one of the things that I remember about it is that we said, "Oh, there are otters up there in that area." Otters, and otters. Oh, hang on, you had to build up. Otters are animals. Yeah. Otters and, are uh, animals. Yeah, marine, you know, yeah. Marine otter, mammals. The otter, um, water mammal. It's a, it's a it's a cute thing that Beautiful swims around. Thing. It's got uh, yeah. fur and whiskers, mm. yeah. and um, they eat uh, squid and stuff like that. Fish. Yeah, and um, so they're very elusive. You don't see them, and um, this is one area where you might see otters. I I hadn't seen wild otters. I remember going to the local shop where you know there was a uh, you know a woman there who ran the shop for years. I said to her, you know, do you see otters round here at all? And she had this very Scottish accent. You know, say, oh, yes, you'll see the otters. But they, you don't see very often. Not very often. You might be lucky. You might see an otter. But they are around, you know, that kind of okay, thing. Oh, okay, the news. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a very bad Scottish accent, okay? So I thought, well, we might see one. So the first morning, I wake up, make, go out, get up to make the cups of tea, look out the window. And there, in in the water in front of this place, is an otter, lying on its back, eating a starfish. And I said, "Otter!" and, and <laughs> got you guys to drag yourselves out of bed in your, in your pajamas, and you're kind of blinking, having been woken from your sleep, and so that you could see an otter, and um, a sea, it, it, a sea it, otter. It, it was. Do you yeah. want to see a sea otter? Do you want to see C otter? See an otter. Anyway, um, it was a beautiful part of the world, very remote, hardly anybody there, great nature, lovely birds and otters. Yeah, lovely holiday. Thanks for taking us on that holiday. It was very <laughs> nice. Okay, well, I think that's pretty much it for this, um, you know, as usual, rambling episode. Uh, but listeners, I hope you've enjoyed hearing these stories of things that happened in the past 
Tales of the Thompson Family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, James is um, distractingly on his phone. History repeats itself. There's an episode in the archive, <laughs> listeners, where we did kind of the same thing a few years ago. We were sitting around sort of, uh, you know, telling stories and stuff like that. And I remember having a go at you, James, for being on your phone and for eating during the recording <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't care. I, I want to eat. As ever it was, as ever. So, <laughs> mm. I mean, it will. the way it was in the past is the way it will continue to be in the future. Yeah, something like that. Oh, God. We're going to have to do a lot of editing in this episode. I can feel it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you. No, all right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mum, Dad, James. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure, too. A pleasure. A rambling you, Thompson's Luke. episode. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say bye-bye to everybody. Bye-bye. 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 So that was my family recorded in the living room recently. While I was on holiday in England, I hope you enjoyed that. Apologies if we repeated any stories that you had heard before. And I'm thinking, is that all of them? Have we heard, have we said all those stories before? I don't remember. But then again, it can be really helpful to hear the same stories over and over again when learning English. You could even try to tell the stories yourself and then compare your story to the recorded version. That could be a way that you could sort of practice your English with this. Listen to the stories, try and repeat them, you know, listen and understand them, and then try and tell the story yourself. Maybe record yourself and compare your version to the version on the original recording of the podcast. That could be a little trick that you can do to sort of develop your storytelling. Um, and if you want other similar episodes from the archive then check out these ones. So there's episode number 79, which was called Family De- Family Arguments and Debates. And that involves um, all, of, all four of us sitting around debating things like language and politics. So that's episode 79. Then also episode number 322 is called With the Thompsons. And in that one, we just sat around answering random conversation questions, some of them stupid, some of them quite serious. That's episode 322. Then episode number 372 is called The Importance of Anecdotes in English, Telling for Family Anecdotes. So yes, in that one, first of all, there's a bit of teaching about sort of um, using anecdotes and how we use tenses to construct our stories. And then four stories from each member of my family. And uh, that's episode 372. Then episode, there's loads of them, right? Um, there's tons of stuff in the archive but I'm going to keep going I've got a few more recommendations for episodes episode number 413 uh, is called With the Family One and that was recorded at Christmas and we were talking about cooking Christmas dinner and how my mum and how my uncle cooked their Christmas uh, dinners The episode 414 is With the Family Two and that is uh, when my uncle Nick tells stories of meeting famous musicians including Paul McCartney uh, Pink Floyd and uh, The Who and other other people. So he tells all those stories in that episode. Uh, episode 415 is with the family three and that is when uh, the rest of us sit around and tell stories of meeting famous people and what happened. Uh, episode number 542 is called Talking Rubbish and Having Fun with the Thompsons. That was recorded on holiday in the south of France and there are more random topics and just general fun. Episode number 554 is called Odd News Stories with Mum and Dad. 
and uh, that one involved speculating about and discussing some weird news stories with my parents. Episode 605 is called Unexpected Road Trip, and that's the story of a road trip that went horribly wrong with James as my co-pilot, and we recorded the whole thing on the road, uh, documenting the various things that were going wrong, and uh, we spent the whole day basically travelling in various ways around sort of the southwest of England. So that's episode 605. So there you go, loads of other episodes to listen to if you uh, if you liked this one. And uh, most of those, I think, are not on YouTube. So if you're watching this, you know, if you're listening to this on YouTube, most of those episodes are probably not there. So you'd need to go to my website and then check the episode archive. So that's teacherluke.co.uk and then check uh, episodes in the menu and you get the whole archive. Or if you get the Luke's English Podcast app as well, uh, every single episode is in there too. You can just search by the number, in fact, and you can it'll take you straight to it. Um, okay, so there you go. But for now, I will leave you to get back to your life unless you choose to listen to another episode, which you can find in the archive. Don't forget to check out Luke's English Podcast Premium premium listeners uh, p31 parts four five and six are on their way and in fact they may have already been published by the time you listen to this but in the meantime be excellent to each other have a lovely day morning afternoon evening or night and i will chat to you later but now it's just time to say goodbye bye 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.